The following podcast contains discussions of an adult nature. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly presents... The Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast! (laughs) And if you're not down with that, go listen to something else. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Um, yeah, Michael, it's uh, it's good to see you, uh, you know, sitting here, getting our podcast ready to go. I'm not really sure what we're going to talk about this week. There well, was absolutely nothing that happened in wrestling. Guys, guys, did you hear about everything? <laughs> huh? Oh, hi, my name is James McCarthy from Travelers on the Omnibus. I feel a trip through nerd and pop culture. Oh, okay. Hi. Uh, hey, hey, Jay. Can, uh, I, can I sit here? Yes. All right. Yes. Cool. You, you know you you've always been welcome on whiskey and wrestling, except that one time. I wait, wait, I'll, wait. Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna answer the door. Hello? Hang on. I have to. Hello, have Miss. To who are you? Hello. Hi. Hi. I I'm I'm Michael's wife. Can can I have fun with you guys? Can I sit? I, no. I'm sitting here. Oh God, wanna, she's already teleported I, to the couch. I'm more curious as to why Michael's wife was knocking on the door to come in. Right. Well, I'm, so we didn't, you know, I'm just being lives. polite. I'm being. We didn't polite. really work that bit out we before didn't. the before we, we started didn't. recording. No, no, we you did a funny thing. I thought oh, it would be oh, fun. No, to it, was, do a funny it was thing. good. It was good. It was good. <laughs> Thanks. That was a solid three out of five. So yeah, wow. we so, we would like to welcome from Travelers on the Omnibus, James McCarthy, and from. Nowhere. The place the that room. I live and my beautiful I thought and you were going to say wife. from your bedroom. <laughs> I swear to God. Sometimes I watch wrestling when Michael's watching it. My, my beautiful and loving wife. And today as we record, it is her birthday. So my 32nd happy birthday, birthday. Thank Caitlin. you. Thank you. Thank you. So. Happy birthday. Um, What's um, our topic? Yeah. So, so I was going to say with the so way that we open first. this episode... Does not really match how this episode is going yeah. to go. So, all so the levity is about to go out of the room. First things first. Before we get into the 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 topic that we're going to talk about, which I, I want to say two things. One, um, our intro always talks about being twenty one or older, just because we talk about liquor, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, uh, great. Um, I want to let everybody know the stuff that we're going to talk about today. Please, this is not for children. This is not for sensitive ears. Granted, Michael and I tend to not use foul language. Um, Profane. Profane language. We're we're not going to do that. We're going to continue on with what we normally do. However, the topics that we're covering are extremely mature. Um, So please, 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 if you're listening with your kids, you might want to stop, listen later. Take care uh, of yourself. That kind of stuff. Be, you know. Make choices based on how you feel about things. Listener Uh-oh. discretion is advised. You, know, probably, you guys have probably already heard a listener discretion advised warning right. at the very beginning of this because I'm going to add one. But and we just, wanted to say it again. And as that heads up, you know, the content warning here we're going to be talking about are um, sexual assault. Uh, Four-letter word that begins with R. Yeah. Um just biohazards. I'm not even saying that to be a joke. No, no. Yeah. Just, um. just not good stuff. Um, so I wanted to go ahead and get that out of the way. Also, the second thing, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say before we move on to the second thing, if at any time today in our discussion, it's too much, we'll call it for, for a little while and take a break because yeah. this is some heavy, it gets heavy. stuff. 
Um, and the second thing is, before we get really into this, off this deep end, we don't have a whiskey uh, this week. Instead, we are drinking uh, what Jay brought us. Uh, it is a mixed drink called an MF Doom. Yeah, that's my name for it, but it's simply just Hennessy and Cherry Coke. Yeah. The reference comes from the rapper MF Doom, specifically from his album Mmm Food, uh, with the line, I copped, uh, I had to drink the Henny straight because I couldn't cop the Cherry Coke, meaning that he had the money for the Hennessy, but he couldn't afford the Cherry Coke, which <laughs> hey, if you think about the line, priorities. is ass backwards. That's some priorities, <laughs> right. man. Yeah. You got you to gotta yeah. put your priorities in order. So Very that's what important. we're having. Um, you know, it's kind of following along with our thoughts about uh, mixed drinks and cocktails that we had talked yeah. about recently. So, hey, there we go. Now, with all of that said. With all that said, let's uh, cheers, everybody. Cheers. cheers. Absolutely. Um, okay. And the the MF Doom, as Jay has, has dubbed this, it's not a bad little mixed drink. Yeah, it ain't terrible. I'm enjoying it. So... We're not going to give it the same tasting notes that we might yeah. give a yeah. uh, a new whiskey, but um, I guess for the listeners, it's about a shot, shot and a half ish of uh, Hennessy and about eight to ten ounces of cherry Coke. Stir it a little bit to get the flavors to mix together. But there you go, MF Doom. Mm, one to four, one to five. That's it. I mean, it's got a very cherry cough syrup flavor. That's the Hennessy. I wouldn't agree. I don't think it's very syrupy at all. It's nice and I didn't say Hen- it was syrupy. The Hennessy, the Hennessy helps with that because there's a lot, there's a lot of floral to the Hennessy side of stuff. So I think that kind of brings it out, in my opinion. So anyway, <sighs> we all pardon uh, again. Pardon any uh, bumps and sounds that you guys hear through the microphones. We have rearranged our studio to be in my living room tonight because of how many people we have (laughs) and certain equipment is not necessarily cooperating as well as we would like. So is what it is. They're talking about me. It's okay. I can handle it. (laughs) No, we're Uh, talking about my microphone that keeps, uh, it's falling, falling. Okay. Someone Uh, get some rope and tie the dog to the other end. That would not Um, work well. (laughs) So, We've got a lot of down stuff to talk about this episode, but I think we should start with some of the good stuff that happened, or I say good stuff, some of the good news that was in wrestling this week. It was a long week by the time it was done. Mm-hmm. We find out on, what was it, Tuesday? Tuesday, Wednesday? Um, that WWE has entered into a contract with uh, a network for... Raw to go forward? A a network. A streaming network. There we go. A streaming service. A streaming service. They they are known for its flicks. Yeah, so (laughs) WWE Raw will be on Netflix beginning, as of right now, beginning in 2025. It will be the exclusive streaming partner. So, from what I understand. So, those people that used to watch on Hulu? That's going away. Yeah. Netflix will be where it is going forward. Pick your Netflix Um, account back up. Dust it off. Yeah. For me, this is similar to the moment Howard Stern went to XM. Yeah. He's we like even with like it's not totally uh, terrestrial because you have to pay for it through basic cable. But this is at least in my opinion, the biggest move from basic cable to streaming that has ever happened. The other thing this does is for the last few years, we have had wrestling on a network channel. 
SmackDown has been on Fox. If you have a, a piece of aluminum foil stuck in the back of your TV, you could watch SmackDown. Well, that's leaving Fox. Yeah. It's going back over to USA. We still don't know where Raw is going to land as far as a weekly on television type as far situation. As night. As far as the night, they haven't talked about that yet. They've just said that the streaming rights will be on Netflix. How so do you guys? Sorry. It's going to be exclusively on Netflix. Yeah, well, the streaming rights were, from what I understood. Unless I missed, my, my unless I misread that. My understanding is you will only be able to watch Monday Night Raw on Netflix. How do you guys? Wow. Think that's, that's how I understood change. that as well. How do wow, you guys- that I must re- I misread that then horribly because I thought it was more of a, you know how right now Raw comes on on Monday nights, but then. You can watch it on Hulu on Tuesday. Mm. That was kind of my thought. This is the moment on the show where I would be like on on over on Travelers Bay. Passengers, are we right or wrong? Give us feedback. No, seriously though, give us feedback. That's that is my understanding. Is that it is moving. That's how I understood it too. Well, if that's the case, that's even crazier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why again. That's why I brought up the The Howard Stern thing 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 because that was a big move. Radio survived. Regular radio survived that because. You can't really watch TV when you're driving to work, but you can at least listen to the radio. Mm-hmm. This, to me, I think has a much bigger impact. I think so. I still think Raw's will premiere on Monday night. I think that, but you'll have the option of almost being able to watch them whenever you want. Yeah. I think that has to be woven into the deal there. Now, we have I a, a way we hung. I have, PhD. I have my question. hand up. The, the PhD my, has her hand up. I have yes. my hand up. Go I'm really it. curious because you guys are, I mean, Michael, you're always saying like that. They're competing with each other if they premiere on the same night, right? Mm-hmm. So how this is going to change the way that they run the show, right? I mean, are they going to put like promos by themselves in little like shorts? Do you think they're going to? Are they going to keep running the show the way they've always run the show? Nobody really knows at this point. I think the yeah. show is mostly going to remain the same, but now we're talking a move to Netflix. That's Which a entails. major change in how in how you would well, put a show together. Currently, Raw is three hours long with commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. What does this mean for commercial breaks? Well, Ooh. first thing, Netflix has been hard pushing the uh, ad ad uh, the ad tiers that where you get ads. Mm-hmm. So I think that's not as big a change. Where I think you'll see some changes, like you'll notice this on the uh, PLEs that are on Peacock. If you only have the like the basic pay for package, uh, you get you get like ninety seconds of commercial. Otherwise, if you have Peacock Premium, they have another vignette that runs during that ninety seconds that only the Peacock Premium people wind up seeing, at least in the United States. That's another big thing about this is that the PLEs move from being the WWE Network outside of the United States to Netflix outside uh, internationally. But you don't think the structure of the show is going to change? I mean if I mean I think you will have a structure, a basic structure similar to what they have. That being said, Paul Levesque has shown when he has creative control that he's willing to play with the formula. 2 weeks was it 2 or 3 weeks ago on Raw, you had um DIY, excuse me, I couldn't think of it. You had Gargano and Ciampa walking to the uh, to uh, the gorilla position, talking. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a vignette like that under Vince McMahon. It was always literally like these kind of soap opera drama scenes that would kind of just show up. Triple H has shown that he's willing to play with the format. So while I can't say yes, they could. They, 
they can absolutely do that, and I would not be surprised if they did that. I guess is the best I mean, way I could it, say that. It makes sense to me. You would want to change the formula. This is an opportunity. So, to move to the future, a different format. I, I look at it this way. I look at it two different ways, right? <laughs> I think it was in June or July of last year. Nielsen. So the the old heads among us know who Nielsen is. The the other ones may not. They were a company that used to come around and bring a little box to your house, and you plugged it into your television, and it it tracked what you watched. Um, and then you would send it back, and then they would release their reports saying, you know, uh, this is where you get your demographic stuff. This is where you get. This is way back in the day, right? It's changed since then, but that's where it started. Um, Nielsen reported that for the first time in history since television existed, under fifty percent of people watch television exclusively through a cable or satellite provider. And it, it was like 49.8%, right? So, I mean, it was still, you know, really high, but fifty over 50% of people are now getting their television, as it were, from Netflix, Hulu, Max, all of these type of things, right? So I think moving to Netflix isn't necessarily a bad future proofing idea right because i mean if 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 direct tv dish cable one you know all of them they continue to fall getting onto a streaming service is going to be a whole lot better in the long run what i have a problem with is how many wrestling fans are in the older demographic that still have that terrestrial cable and may not really be hip and with it on the streaming services. Uh, so are they going to lose? Well, I mean, a lot of TVs think, just come with Netflix now. Yeah, but uh, you still have to have the service, and you still have to do all that true. kind of stuff. That's and, a good point. And honestly, you know, why am I paying between 15 and $20 for Netflix when I'm already paying 100 and something for But also, cable? Well, like, the idea is to target... Sorry, babe. No, no, you, you were speaking first. Go I ahead. I mean, the, the idea is to target a new demographic, right? You want you always want new people. You right? do. You do. You're absolutely right there. That's why they talk about the 18 to 35 gra- demographic as being the most important demographic in wrestling. But I then sit there and think, you know, I'm thinking about you know, like my parents would have been, right? Like they didn't have Netflix. 50 to 60, 75. Yeah, and I'm, I'm yeah. getting very close to that Aww. demographic myself. <laughs> but, uh... You know, I think about that group that doesn't have Netflix or that they don't have Hulu or whatnot, and they still, Monday Night Raw is on USA, mm-hmm. and I'm going to sit down on my couch, and I'm going to put it on channel whatever, and I'm going to watch Raw. I don't want to deal with going through and remembering my logins and whose profile I'm on, and it's going to kick the kids off the play, off the their PlayStation in their bedroom. and So I kind of wonder how this is going to impact there. That'll be really interesting to see. I think that will be an issue at the at the starting end, by the tail end of it, which I believe could go twenty years. Yeah, because yeah. it was so ten years. Mm-hmm. They and Netflix has two options in there. They have an option to gain another ten years to go to twenty, or they have an option at five years to say this ain't working and cutting it short. There you go. So I think yeah. towards I think really towards like I want to say year six and seven, you're going to see whether or not this experiment worked or not. I yeah. think so, yeah. I, I think I think this was the right move by WWE. Uh, whether Netflix is the right place for it to end up, I don't know. Uh, I know Amazon was very interested. Oh, this is in, an absolute win for Netflix because yeah. they finally have a bigger piece of the live TV pie. 
And, and see, look, that's the thing. Like, I don't understand why it didn't go to net to to Amazon because Amazon has been pushing hard on their live sports recently. Yes, so, that's I mean that's point. where Thursday night football was. This is a five was. billion dollar. Bit, Th- that's uh, the answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazon. Jeff Bezos can throw as much money as he wants at whatever he wants, but I don't know that he was willing to throw five billion dollars. Well, Over mean, 10 years to WWE. But why wouldn't he? Vince McMahon was in control. Well, we'll talk about that. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, the next thing. No, the I next mean, that's thing. That's why he came back, yeah. right? No, we're, we're building a protective shell. Got it. For once we actually go into the uranium mines. <laughs> the, the next thing that happened is at the same time that they announced this Netflix deal, they then turn around and announce that they have added somebody to the board of directors for TKO. Yeah. And the person that they have added is Hulk Hogan. Um, <laughs> no, but but Hulk Hogan has said that he may have one more inning. Uh, talking about the Rumble. One more yeah. wrestling event? Yeah. No, he doesn't. Dear he God, doesn't. That but, man, um, he's got he's to be breakable by now, right? If, but, if Ric Flair, <laughs> then Hulk Hogan. I'm not finishing the formula, but you can guess what the variables there are. There should no. just be like, can you just do like a like a senior wrestling all, event? Look, all I'm saying is if tonight, because we're recording this Saturday before the Rumble, if tonight I'm a real American plays for <laughs> for number 27 or something, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> So, so uh, but sorry to interrupt. No, Michael, no, no. <laughs> doesn't work for me, brother. I got to come in at number 31. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. The Rock. He is now a member of the board for TKO, and he now owns the rights to The Rock. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. So, so. Uh, my, my, my summer. The, the days of my summer, <laughs> you know, when I was an innocent child on Tuesday and I heard this about The Rock uh, being signed. It's like, that's really cool. Yeah. You know, I think that's a very big win for TKO. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is one of the biggest names in Hollywood. I was period. excited for him when Michael informed me. Um, you know, one of the highest paid actors. He is a huge draw. I mean, just go back a couple of weeks ago when he popped up on Raw, right? Yeah. Uh, when he stepped out, when his music hit, that pop was unbelievable. And The Rock will, I don't want to say always, because that seems to get to people in, prob- in trouble. <clears throat> I will say tentatively always, <laughs> The Rock will get that kind of reaction. I mean, people who don't know wrestling know him. I yeah. know him. People I don't know, know Dwayne wrestling. Johnson. Yeah. You know, even even back in the Attitude Era, even if you weren't a wrestler, or a wrestling fan, rather, The Rock was Hulk Hogan. Everybody in the 80s knew who Hulk Hogan was. Whether you watched wrestling or not, you knew who he was. He was on the Wheaties box. Well, let's, yeah. let's move it away from wrestling for a minute. There was, what, a five to seven year period there where he could do no wrong with the movies that he was making. He was in every mm-hmm. action movie uh, that existed. He was that you wanted you you wanted to relaunch your uh your franchise and take Fast it to a new furious. level. Then you bring in Dwayne Johnson. I mean, he was always the rock no matter what he was playing. <laughs> but, but yeah. Yeah, but you bring him in and now you he he's fallen off a little bit, but he's still a big name. I think they're bringing him back in the next Fast and Furious, which is interesting given 
the disputes he's had with Vin Diesel, but I don't know. It's the, bri- just the bridge to bring all people together when disputes happen is money. Money, <laughs> money, yeah. money, money. Money, money, money. I can't work with that asshole. $20 million? Hello, old friend. We meet again. <laughs> it's been a while. Where should we begin? That's a reference to Creed. Look, I mean, we've talked about Why? CM Punk. CM Punk <laughs> walked away from the WWE 10 years ago and burned every bridge, mm-hmm. every road, dropped nuclear bombs, everything. I saw this on Twitter, and, and I, yet, I, think I posted it in our general um, wrestling excuse chat. Excuse me, but it's X now? It, no, it's Twitter. No, it's always <laughs> going to be Twitter. It's always going to be Twitter. Today, legitimately today as we're recording this, this is the 10-year anniversary yep. of when he left. Yeah. Because he left after that rumble in uh, 2014. Yep. Yesterday was the anniversary of that rumble, and yesterday is the day Vince McMahon left the WWE. Spoilers. For yeah, I know. We're, not saying, we're, there we're, we're, spo- we're no, spoiling we're, everything. We're, we're, we're gonna transition into that. Uh we are gonna take another point here uh as we transition into Vince leaving WWE. It's about to get heavy. Yeah. We are gonna be discussing topics that are not fun for anybody to talk about, not fun for anybody to listen to. Uh listener discretion is highly advised. Again, we are going to be talking sexual assault, a four-letter word that starts with R, and so much more. Yeah. So, as we move into this, right? So, we talked about Tuesday. We talked about The Rock announcing, you know, hey, I'm part of TKO. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. We started putting together, hey, we're going to, you know, we're getting together over at Michael's house. We're going to watch the Rumble tonight because, you know, no matter... If you're a wrestling fan, the Rumble is one of those matches that's just like that. That's top, people's top one, top two match gimmick yeah, of all time. It's for for fun. most for most people, for for most wrestling fans that I know, this is their favorite pay per view, their favorite gimmick match. So for me, it's the only multi man, and what I mean by that, I mean there are multiple people who can win it. Not like a tag team match where it's typically no. two pairs yeah. fighting in one well, another. You don't like Fatal Four Ways. You don't like. I don't like. All multi-man matches, save for the Rumble, because the Rumble eventually pairs down, and then you have that one-on-one fight. Yeah. So there is there is that there. Like, you've survived the assault of 28 other people, and it's come down to these two people who, by luck, by skill, by strength, by stamina, or by, by hookery and crook, uh, crookery, they've made it to the end, and then you have that kind of, the kind of match with that. In particular... It, at least for me, my favorite rumble of all time is Cena Batista. Yeah. Because if they had planned to do that, they, they could not have pulled that off yeah. like they did. Like yeah. there, there was a there's a interview with Edge because Edge was the, the the third man that was that they got thrown out, and mm-hmm. and he had an interview where he talks about he's walking up the ramp when that happens, and that's the infamous rumble also where Vince comes storming down the the ramp, and as he gets in the ring, blows out both his quads. Did he, I think he blew out the first one. Walking, and, then, and the second one on the entrance. No, he he gets to the back, sits down, and everyone's like, your uh-huh. leg is no. fucked. But he blew out both of them. Both of them on that That's one? That's why he was sitting in he the corner. Threw one, of them, one of them blew while he was doing the McMahon walk to the ring. And then when he went to get in the ring, he hit his thigh on the ring apron. Okay. And it blew the other one. Because then okay. he went to I stand up. I wish you could all see my could. face right there. Right. So he fell back down, and he is sitting on his ass, leaned up against the ropes, yelling at, at Cena and Batista. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Edge goes on to talk about the fact that once they restarted the match, Vince rolls out of the ring and sits against the ring until everything was over and the cameras were off before he walked to the back mm-hmm. because he refused to get on a stretcher in, in front, front of, of any fans. Right. Wow. So he's talking about that. That was on Wednesday. Thursday morning. Da-na-na, da-na-na, pops up on my phone and I look down. Huh. Vince McMahon is being sued in Connecticut. So let's travel back in time. To 2022. 2022, some allegations come out. Mm-hmm. Vince has had a an affair with a woman who he employed. Mm-hmm. And he was trading this woman with Johnny Laurinaitis. Mm-hmm. All of that comes out. Vince steps down. Yep. All we know at this point is that it's this weird affair and well, kind of the trade with John Laurinaitis. What and- started all that was Wall Street Journal's report, the SEC filing stuff, mm-hmm. where hush money payments were made. Uh, he st- all of this comes out. Vince steps down. They do an investigation into him. They find millions of dollars worth of hush money yeah. payments had been made. NDAs had be signed. All this kind of stuff, which is why Vince walked away. Mm-hmm. He, he stepped down, and then, like, what, six months, nine months later, he yeah, forced himself so that was back in, May. in. That all came down in May, and he came back in January of so, 2023. Yeah, so he, he forces himself back in because all of the TV deals that were coming up, and I'm Vince McMahon, I have to be involved. He... He claimed that he got bad advice. That's and, the yeah. that's the excuse. The reason is he was still the majority shareholder. Yes. Yeah. And so could pretty well, much with a curative magic wand undo all the work of the last six did. months and put himself back. And in. the yeah. thing is, he made the comments like these these not even thinly veiled threats of basically as the majority shareholder. Any deal that doesn't involve me, I'm not sure I'll approve it. So you might want to bring me back so that I can be on on board and know what's going on. So I'll know what's best for business. You know, as basically a, if you make a deal without me, I will scuttle it immediately. I don't care who it is. Um, So he comes back in. Then we get the merger. Uh, or the buyout, or the the. I want to bring up it. one quick point. Before the merger, Stephanie McMahon washes her hands and leaves yeah, the leaves. WWE. She says, mm-hmm. "I'm." She well, she, she was stepped, already stepped away, and then she, she stepped back when Vince resigned mm-hmm. because somebody had to. Well, and I'll I'll no, say she you did, know really and truly she didn't. Nick Khan could have just taken CEO and been done with it. Could she have. was she was asked to come back, yeah. and I think it's so that a it, they could have a McMahon at the helm, mm-hmm. and and b it looked like it was WWE was staying in the company. You know, it was an family. opportunity. It was an opportunity to keep the name in the company, yeah. and mm-hmm. it was an opportunity to be to be to and, to, to not pander, but you know, you know. Let's face it, Stephanie with Triple H, but Stephanie has been the heir apparent. Mm-hmm. For WWE for the last what 
15 years. years. And she's been involved for how long? Uh, roughly 20. Because yeah. um, it was... At least the turn of the century. Yeah. It so was she, 2000, yeah. 2005. Somewhere between there is when Shane that was the thing really that walked away okay. and, you know, went and did his thing. It was a chance for her to to take the helm and make her mark yeah. mm. and change um, things for and how and she thought they needed to go. And by all accounts, she did a great job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you know, you hear there were always rumors and rumblings that WWE might sell. But it wasn't anything concrete. It wasn't anything special. You know, WWE was going to remain in the McMahon family mm-hmm. or the McMahon Helmsley family, I guess, in that case. You wow. know, we're, we're moving on to to her and Triple H and, you know. Uh, the McMahon-Levesque family. The yeah. next step. So, okay, so we get the merger and then we find out well, this week. That through the merger, what we have is, I mean, it, we're going to run it down, right? We yeah. have... McMahon being the the chair of TKO, which is this new company that was founded to house both WWE and UFC. Right? We got Dana White at at the head of UFC. You have Nick Khan at the head of WWE. McMahon's kind of that next step up, covering over the TKO umbrella. And then, uh, what's his, Ariel? That's not Ariel Hawani. What's his name? Um, Ari something. Ari... Ari Emanuel. Ari Emanuel as the head of all of it. So we have this new structure that's set up. Mm-hmm. Triple H, head of creative, fully. McMahon's has nothing to do with it, you know. Well, and, and by all accounts, they completely removed McMahon from day-to-day operations. Yep. He is big picture focused. He is yeah. uh, face of the company for mm-hmm. investors, that kind of stuff. Is At least the accounts I've seen. Yeah. He is... Being made to be basically the masthead figurehead, mm-hmm. which is not what he wanted to do. He wanted, like, it's weird. Most people whose problems I have are people who want the title and the authority and none of the responsibility. He wanted to do all of it. Yeah. He wanted to have all of that control. And Ari Emanuel, from what we've, what we've discovered, is if you have a job in Endeavor, that is your job. Yes. If you have someone else that has a different job, you're not being said to also do their job too. Yeah. This is your title. This is your responsibilities. If we need your help, we'll call you. But for the most part, stay in your lane. Yes. And Vince McMahon is habitually someone who does not stay in his lane. Exactly. <laughs> so that's how things have been running recently. Uh, you know, we talk about how a little bit of the show has been boring and all that kind of stuff, but. Triple H has been in the head of creative. We've mm-hmm. seen DIY. We've seen the women's division resurgence. We've seen all this kind of great stuff. Gunther is not where he is if Vince is there. Yeah, we've seen Gunther. Uh, so the, we've seen a lot of good stuff here. The women's division was actually fun to watch. The women's division is is rocking and rolling. Yeah, it's a good time. So we've got a lot of good stuff going. Then, like I said, Thursday morning, we have a lawsuit filed. The lady that filed the lawsuit, and I'm I'm torn on whether we should say her name or not. No, I don't. Um, she I don't did not want her name. name said, but her name was leaked. Don't. Yeah, uh, we don't need to. So we don't need to spread. I really that, don't want to no. do that. She's filed a lawsuit against Vince McMahon, John Laurinaitis, and WWE and TKO for sexual trafficking. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we mentioned, yeah, rape, we mentioned sexual assault, all this. 
this is sex trafficking people. This is a whole another a whole another level. And she has come with receipts. Yeah. There are text messages. This which is not are reportedly to be Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. So allegedly, this is not gone through the court pr- yes. proceedings. Yeah, yet. let's say uh, put allegedly. allegedly in front of all of this. All of this is allegations that have it's not all yet allegations. been answered by the defendants and have not been tried in the court yet. Yes. Now, as far as answered by the defendants, they have not been legally answered by the defendants. Yeah. Vince, Vince has made said a anything. No, he's no, made Vince, a statement. Vince said, I didn't do it. He's, he's made a statement that these are falsehoods, these are lies. And that he is going to defend himself uh, uh, to the fullest. I mean, TKO right. said, uh, "You know, this was before we bought this uh, this bucket of, of worms. Uh, so we're going to investigate it and find out what's up. But yeah, it it, it ain't us, <laughs> you mm. know. Um, so some of the things that are said here. This woman was offered as a party favor." to different people around the office. She was sexually assaulted multiple times in the offices. Uh, it was said that if she refused to ignore that refusal. Yep. She was offered to a, and this is how they worded it, a former UFC champion when he was being courted to resign with the WWE. And he did resign. And so there's did. only one person that could be, though no names have been named. Yes. Um, which, I mean, we're talking about Brock there. Yeah. So that he was offered there. Her explicit images, she, is, she was forced to record and take and send to people. And then those were shared around with everybody. Including members of the production staff, all of that, with some very explicit messages from Vince to them to the effect of, I can bring her down here right now. Uh, you can all have a turn. She would love the fact that there's 12 of you. So let's let's go with, with this real quick. This woman was a resident in the same building as Vince. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince owned the penthouse on at, at her building, and her parents had recently passed away. So she had begun to search for gainful employment after years of taking care of her parents, mm-hmm. the building manager or owner. I don't recall which, uh, what, what his exact role was, but he had something to do with managing the building said, let me introduce you to Vince McMahon and talk to Vince and said, Hey, I've got this young woman. She needs help with finding a job, yada, yada, yada. And Vince accepted and then before she was even hired, he had interviews with her in his underwear mm-hmm. um, and all of the this power stuff. dynamic was set very early. Yeah. Yes. And, and he got this woman a job in their legal department where and the and this is all this this part is not disputable. This well, is this, this is, is all, of record. This is all allegations but but he she had a job in the legal department Mm -hmm. you know this these are the facts of the case uh and okay jay Uh, do you want to take over here because i know you have so to be fair spit um how she got the job 
is still in the realm of allegations. However, that the fact she, she that had she, the job. That she worked there is a fact. She was okay. an employee of WWE. So not only was there a power dynamic allegedly beforehand, mm -hmm. there is also an established power dynamic that is not alleged. This well, is a fact of the case. She she states that it was made clear to her that a condition of her getting the job was a sexual relationship with Vince mm -hmm. and a condition of her keeping her job was going to be a sexual relationship with Vince. And this relationship was not of a standard quote unquote vanilla relationship. Well, we're we're gonna it unfortunately have, we're gonna talk about started something. that way. Possibly. But as it moved forward, it absolutely wasn't. This became, this went more into a, a kink uh, DS-type relationship, it appears, from all of the... Uh, an involuntary one. Let's, let's put it that a way. Control, allegedly allegedly involuntary, I guess that's how I should say that, mm -hmm. right? Because, again, all of these claims are alleged at this point. No matter how much you believe it, how much you, you know, yeah, this is probably true type stuff, they're currently alleged. So... She gets a job in WWE, and then Vince starts, according to the allegations, using her at the office, mm -hmm. um, sharing her with John Laurinaitis. And uh, other friends. And think, other um, friends. It might be. Well, I think specifically um, in the allegations, it's that with other WWE executives. Guys, yes. I think uh, it might be important here. Um to think about our language that we're using and maybe sharing is not the appropriate language. Well, that's the, that's the terminology that's used in the claims though. Okay. It's yeah. being yeah. shared to mm -hmm. them. Uh, Vince's, there are several text messages that again, the texts say this now, the other stuff the, the legality of it comes in, but the texts are him saying that you belong to me. Mm -hmm. I own you. I will give you to whoever I want and you will not say no, this kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a, you know, one of the ones that every, all the news outlets immediately clung onto just because of the sheer filth of it. There was a threesome where Vince, uh, defecated. Yeah. It, let, let's pull the bandage right the off on her. While they were having this threesome, Vince then left, ordered her to continue pleasing the friend in this case while he went and showered. He then comes back and joins back in uh, to the, uh, the fun. Once the friend leaves... Vince continued to use her for another hour and a half. And all of this time, she is covered in his filth. Mm -hmm. So, like, and like I said, that's the one that a lot of the news reports really jumped on because that is outlandish. Yeah. Yeah. Like, again, okay. I, I'm going to say, and I said this before, I'm not going to kink shame anybody. What you do consensually... Yeah, no one is here to fine. yuck anybody's yum. If you want to do something like that and you both are into it, this was, you go for it. I don't think consent could be had here is yeah. the thing. 
And that's where, you know, I've had this conversation with another uh, somebody the other day, and we were talking about it, and it, and it really came up of, well, what if she wanted this? What if, you know, what if this was a, a situation and now it's just like sour grapes type stuff? I still stand by when you have that level of power dynamic, you cannot truly have a consensual no. relationship. It's where you run into things like, like I work in a corporate environment, right? In our corporate book, our handbooks, right? We can't, the higher levels cannot have relationships with lower levels because of stuff like this. This, yeah. this you know, is why when you fraternization think of, laws Yeah, exist. when you think of teachers, even mm -hmm. if the student is 18, teachers cannot have relations with students. It's why people in prison cannot legally consent to a sexual relationship. Yeah. You, you, there is a power dynamic. And Jay, you look like you've got something you want to say. I, I, it looks that way. I really don't. And because... The first thing, I'm going to play some devil's advocate here, and I really don't want to, but this is how my brain's wired. So, one of the parts of this is that she was to be paid $3 million in hush money, which I'm going to call it that. Yeah. But uh, it was for an NDA, $3 million, you stay quiet. A million was paid on it, $2 million wasn't, and was not paid on it. Does that breach the I'm gonna, contract? I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to, in my opinion, yes, because her silence is based on being paid in full, and she wasn't. Of note, Jay is the person with with legal knowledge in the room. Former, so. <laughs> former, do not take any of this as legal advice. I don't know the laws Sorry. of Connecticut, so I want to, I want to stress that right there. Um, the these are things we're going to hear. Oh yeah, we're going to hear them, and I don't espouse to these, but. Is it about the power dynamic, and is it about the about the shaming and the control? Um, Oscar Wilde has always said, uh, as he always said, everything in the world is about sex, except sex, which is about power. Mm. This is a uh, perfect example of that. If again the allegations are true, was she just mad she didn't get the two million? And that's all stuff. That's I don't going think to come so. Up. I feel I it have feels, to race to the finish yeah. line to say I don't think so. And that's all stuff that is going to come up. And, uh, I, mean, I will at some point give you the, I'm the woman in the room, and here's what no, women, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's why you're here. Which is that's why I'm why, here. I, this yeah. is why I, I'm I, on this. I, I I'm told here. you, you know, well, before. Yeah. Not, and not just women, but also non-wrestling fans. Yes. yes. So like, there's this, a part of me that is like the, the man who... Not single-handedly, not solely, but definitely was the vanguard of moving American wrestling into one company, and not just as a regional promotion, but as a national promotion, and then as an international promotion. All of that, to me, I can't even think about that mm -hmm. because of this. I'm, Go I, for it. Go I mean, um, I think that this is, this is the time when we need to talk about... Um, you know, how power dynamics exist in every relationship. You know, I mean, this is a person who walks into the room and immediately that's what people think. I mean, this, sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> Michael, cut that in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> this is Come, this, hold on, wait a coming back in three, two, one. <laughs> this, this is the moment where we, you know, we talk about how every relationship is based on power. 
it's based on who's in charge and who isn't or who is making decisions and who isn't or who has more decision-making power. But at a certain point, I mean, we we had the Me Too movement how long ago? A couple well, of years? That was a couple of years ago in WWE and, where and, all of the allegations had come out. And right. It, they still are coming out. Listen and, to a couple of weeks ago when we talk about Jericho. Right. And we had... We, we had and if you go by the allegations, though... Particularly the incident we mentioned with the defecation happened in May of 2020. Yep. During the height of the pandemic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Huh. And at the start of the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. And and we had we've had conversations across every industry um, about, you know, what appropriate interactions with people at various levels of your of your company, of employment, of personal relationships, yada yada yada, what is appropriate. And how how to interact with people so that they don't feel that they are being taken advantage of, whether that is sexually or non-sexually. The scary thing there is not they may not even feel taken advantage of. Right. Yeah. You might they're just being, feel this. They're is... being taken advantage of and they don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Like there are things in in and again, I'll speak from the fact that I work in corporate America. Like I can't give gifts to people. Yeah, because that can be seen as an imbalance. I, you know, I things mean, of yeah, that nature, I work. Right? I work as a GS employee. There is a twenty dollar limit on oh, what my my boss would be able to cover well, for me. And, and I say that because it's all it's all set up in this. What is the dynamic? You mm-hmm. know, and, and it it's part of like when I'm looking at this, right? I'm looking at this as a, she's a young lady, right? I think she was in her mid twenties, and she's and she's already. In a position where she's well, she doesn't she can't provide for herself, she's well, looking for a job. What and then and go beyond that, and is also recently lost her mother so, and mm-hmm. her father. She's we're already on, not only in an emotional and mental def not well, deficit. I'm but, not going to say that about her, right? Yeah. What I'm saying is she's in her mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Vince is in his seventies. Has probably more money than she will see in the rest of her entire lifetime multiple lifetimes she legally yes she's an adult however my thought and watching this leans more towards when you hear about like statutory situations mm-hmm. where the 16 year old 17 year old is saying no i'm in love with them i want them you know that kind of thing with somebody like, in their you, 30s you maybe. legally can't say that mm-hmm. you legally legal system says you can't and there are there are legal restraints on things for a reason i mean what the science says that your your brain is not finished developing until your mid twenties at the latest. Legally, though, mm-hmm. at a, as of eighteen or twenty-one, depending on your state, right? Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. an adult. You can make those decisions. I feel like a lot of that is going to come into this. You know, she well, she could have quit at any time. <sighs> you know, she didn't have to accept. And there's also listed in this. There's a huge list. Could of she have? Gifts. She that's could could she have quit? Like. That in the state we live in, the state we live in is um, you can, is right to work. Yeah. Um, we're in Mississippi. It's right to work. You have the quote unquote right to leave. They have the right to fire you. That you have a contract. Is basically, is what that is. what's in her contract? Like, 
th- that's where we get into the dark shit. Yeah. That but we're not 100% sure about now because so, we don't know the other side of the allegation. That, not to get the, again, devil's advocate, unwanting devil's advocate. Even at that, even if she had a contract that she would have had to breach, she could have left. You know, and, and I feel like, now, do I agree with that? Absolutely not. I am firmly on her side on this. Oh, God, I'm glad but, you said that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is this will be used as on the defense side of things. I, right? I think It's going to be, well, this happened in 2020. Why, did, why is she only just now saying Gosh. it in 2024? So, again, you know, I, want, like, I just want to stress again, Mel, there is, again, empirical evidence showing that many assaults are not reported until many years later. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You are, you are a hundred thousand percent, right? I just want to, that on the record, just want it on the record. Yeah. And it's still used as a defense yes. and it still works. Yeah. Mm. So this comes back to, again, we're also going to fall into again, how much money does Vince have? Mm. What yeah. kind of lawyers can he afford? How much money does she have? What kind of lawyers can she afford? You're going to have that come up. Well, and here again, both her parents had just passed. Mm -hmm. How much medical debt was she in? See, all of that to me is, yes, it's a thing. But when it comes right down to the, you know, the dragnet line of just the facts, right? I, I, I don't see where that. Well, I, I, I want to, I mean, it is though, it is a fact because even if she could have left and, and yes, I mean, this comes back to every domestic situation that many women find themselves in. Why didn't she just leave? That comes up all the time. Sometimes even when the power dynamic is that far apart, people go, why didn't she just leave? What, how is she going to leave? And she again, doesn't have the money to leave the city. She doesn't have the money to live somewhere. She can't feed herself. She can't do, she can't, I mean, she has, the clothes on her back belong to this guy. And again, I fully agree with you from the outside of it looking in. I right. fully agree. Mm-hmm. What's going to be said, though, in the defense of Vince McMahon here? Well, and, and that's and that's ultimately where it's going to come down her to. Her reputation is going to get dragged through oh, the yeah. mud. Absolutely. Yeah. We're by the time this is all said and done, even though none of us here in this room want to know, uh, we're going to know the entire history of this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not assuming Vince doesn't she, just take the opportunity to. If she stole a candy bar when she was six, that's going to get drug up and put out there as the well this is the kind of person that her you know, character her is going character. to be dragged yeah so let's let's move this conversation forward a little bit and let's talk about what we can look forward in the future with this well, um we can go ahead and quickly say questions so this all got done thursday right mm. friday morning well friday afternoon ish slim jim who, if you've been watching wrestling as long as us, Slim Jim has been a, a, a mainstay in wrestling since the 80s. Snap it to a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Slim Jim is sponsoring the Rumble. Mm-hmm. They've had a whole bunch of spots with the Slim Jim car backstage with the New Day. A I think they're giving away one of the cars, you know, that kind of thing. Slim Jim said, yeah, we're not sponsoring the Rumble, and we're pausing all of our sponsorship for WWE. 
specifically because of Vince. Mm-hmm. Which, which rather, let me let me thank Slim Jim for being that bold. Yes, yeah. yes. because yeah. a lot of times they go, "Well, we're reevaluating due to certain circumstances that yeah. we're not going to name no. specifically." No, well, no, they done, came out. They Slim came Jim. out. Vince McMahon. They this laid is why. It out. Um, which took about three or four hours after that was made. That statement was made, and Vince McMahon resigned. Uh, he turned in all his resignations to TKO. He has stepped fully away. He is no longer associated with Endeavor, TKO, WWE, any do you guys, of that. Do you think that the the loss of that huge sponsor had a, had a, a yes. fact, yes. was a factor so, so in that? So here's, here's what I think happened. Um, and I think it was Meltzer that said this. Meltzer, Meltzer for me is hit and miss, but I think he, he hit it, the nail on the head with this one. Sponsors dropping can be a domino effect. Mm-hmm. And I think when Slim Jim dropped the night before the Rumble, yeah, I, I think that that plays a part in this. Because let's, Slim let's, Jim de- let's dropped, take a look at this, right? Slim Jim dropped the night before the Rumble after they have spent probably millions of dollars in mm-hmm. marketing. They've lost a huge amount of money. For oh, they're the not Rumble. coming back tonight, right? Yes, yes they, they are. They are. They announced they are. today. Sorry, sorry, this uh, just spoilers. Uh, just today, they said we're back. Because yeah. he's gone. Right. Yes. I mean, we're so, watching the intro to the Rumble right now on mute in the background. Super spoilers. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so, but, and but I haven't seen anything yeah. from Slim Jim yet. But, but Thank you for that. Well, that's like here, the first little quick, bit of levity quick, that we could kind of. <laughs> so, it's, a tense, it's a tense conversation. Let so me, just let me real finish quick. what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. So Slim Jim dropping, that can start a domino effect. What I think happened is the night before the Rumble, Slim Jim drops WWE, pauses their relationship. And I think that Ari Emanuel picked up the phone and said, Vince, either I have your resignation in my inbox in 10 minutes or I'm firing you. The choice is yours, uh, but we're not going to lose these sponsorships. And do I sound weird to anybody else? Because my headphones, it sounds a little odd. No, you've got a little bit of a You also are under the fan. Oh, I didn't turn the fan off. Sorry, guys. No worries. Uh, Anyways, um... I'll fix it in post. Yeah. <laughs> you can fix anything. He'll shoot post. the fan. <laughs> but so I think that Vince didn't have a choice this time. And I, I think that, okay, the lawsuit is a lawsuit. We can't really use that as a an excuse to fire him. But when your presence yeah, You're being affects, a detriment to the company? You know, at that point, when you've officially, because of your existence and relationship with this Wait. company we have lost this sponsor you now have they now had what they needed to get rid of vince well like so the the splash for welcome to the royal rumble just happened and there were two big companies that were broadcast through there uh playstation 5 uh sponsor for a new game i didn't catch what game it was um, and cricket it was suicide squad kill the suicide justice league okay so that one and cricket we're both on that big splash. Um, Slim Jim comes out and says, yeah, we're, we're pulling our sponsorship and we're pulling it specifically because of this piece of shit. It wouldn't surprise me if both of those companies would have immediately followed suit and been like, yeah, nah, we're, we're pausing all of our uh, sponsorship of WWE. And then you have, you start getting the smaller ones come through as this stuff goes along, because again, remember, 
the salaciousness of what was released to the media. There's a lot of stuff in that that lawsuit that is nowhere. It's vile, but it's not that vile, right? And they could have picked up on any of those and put them out there, but they picked the a a the disgusting, most foul one they could to become that that eye catch. Mm. Do you want your company associated with something like that? So I'd like to talk about the big domino, Netflix. Yeah. That deal yeah. hasn't gone in place it's not, yet. Yeah, it's not fully inked. They they can walk away. I mean, who wants mm-hmm. to be associated with a company that protects someone like that? Five billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And Netflix has seen their share of controversies around things, but... If you were still in that phase of, nah, I, I don't think we want to do this. I mean, I don't see where TKO Endeavor had a choice. It, it had to happen. Yeah. Vince had to leave. Um, I can only hope that he gets buried under a gel somewhere, but I don't think that will happen. I mean, now, when, when he has too much money for that. When the allegations came out last year and you guys were talking about it, I remember thinking, there's no way that this guy will be back. I mean, this is insane. And then he was back. And it was like, as somebody, as a a woman, and B, somebody who doesn't watch wrestling normally, I was like, there's no way I want to be involved in any of this. I'm not interested at all. So we're finally now to the point where they were like, they finally hit the point of no return. And here's my thing. We talked about this um, when Vince walked away. And we've talked about this since Vince has, when he came back, and then we talked about it when TKO was a thing. Remember, people, Vince's shares in this, com- in this in, in TKO Endeavor were marked as sellable shares. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? None of the other executives had that. And, and what they generally, if, if my... If what I've heard and been told about this was true, the executive when a when a group forms like this, most of the time the executives and the higher ups, their shares are marked non-sellable because of how volatile the company is. And one executive deciding, I want to share out, you know, sell out all my shares, uh can tank a company before it gets started. Well, and and they have they have to tell the SEC, I yeah. think, when they plan to sell shares, right. and they yeah. have to plan that out the entire year. They can't just be like, yes. "Oh, I I'm gonna sell." I'm gonna drop. You know, so a he billion lost those worth. protections. Basically, they were his shares as, were marked as immediately yeah. sellable. Okay. Yeah. So okay. uh, if something like this happened, because because you can't convince me that TKO Endeavor all didn't have some idea that something was going on. We specifically well, I mean, knew smoke, about this woman. Right. Yeah. Right. This isn't um, a new... This We knew about this woman. We just didn't know how depraved uh, everything was. So... I, I mean, I think that it's worth pointing out here. Um, you know, like we said, we're, we're not here to yuck anybody's name. People are allowed to do the weirdest shit. You know, know, and Mm -hmm. have fun. And if they're all into it, then they're allowed to do that. We're all adults. You you know, you you can do adult things and be weird and nobody's going to call you out on it. But 
I mean, there it's a it has hit, it hit a point. Consent is a very powerful word. Consent. I mean, we this is the Me Too movement in a nutshell. We okay. at a certain point, you cannot, you you can't do things if everybody doesn't want to do them. Mm-hmm. You so, can't do things no. to people if they don't want to do those things. Con- consent is the most important thing to have. And here's here's I want to I want to move a little bit forward away okay. from what's happened and to, but I want to be angry, Michael. No, no, and it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine to be angry as, as we're talking guys, mm-hmm. the rumble's starting. So I, I don't want to speed through everything, but I also want to make sure that we're covering everything. And I want to ask questions about the future. Vince McMahon is accused of rape in these documents, like not, not, you know, groping or, you know, like he's accused of all that, but he is specifically accused of rape. Do we think that we see any criminal charges spur from this? Uh, I don't think this is one of those things. My outlook on this is too hazy. I, I can see a world where yes, yeah, and I can also see a world where this doesn't happen. If you'd have told me Harvey Weinstein would be in jail ten mm. years ago, I would have called you a lunatic. Mm. But it did happen, so I, I hold out hope I guess it's that if these that if this is true, that that civil authorities would then move on him to try to get him try to get him arrested on these charges uh, on, on think, actual criminal charges. I think some of that would come down to the out the outcome of the civil proceedings, because um, if they're if he is found to have, if he is found to be culpable, then then um, legal, you know, like like local government or wherever it happened, will Connecticut. Connecticut can can move forward with investigation. If it settles, not a chance. Yeah, and if it settles, no. If he no if he's found not guilty, not a chance. Yeah, yeah. If you can't get it on preponderance, you're not getting it on beyond yeah. a reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Do I, we see moving forward? And I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Do we see, even though we know that they've been split for years, do we see Linda file for divorce? Ooh. To a protect her assets in all of this, because assuming that she has fifty, you know, let's just assume that she has a fifty percent share of the McMahon fortune. Do we see her file for divorce? This is disgusting, but if she does, it's to protect his assets. Mm-hmm. Ugh, yeah, because she can. He They're can separated. Things to but her. are they happily separated? It's a question we don't ask. They've been separated for close to 10 years now, I believe. Uh, she lives in Florida, and he's been still up in Connecticut. Um, I know it was talked about when she was part of Trump's cabinet and all that stuff that. The reason that they never got a divorce was because of the optics of it. Um, oh gosh, I so I hate I hate. I will say this. The, yeah, go ahead. Anyway. I do not believe we see a Linda McMahon come out and say I fully stand behind Vince and the fact that he never did this or anything like that. And I think that will speak of that will speak volumes. Um, I don't think we see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, she doesn't. She doesn't have the room. Because she can't, if she comes out against him, she 
is also, I mean, there's, I mean, it's, then it becomes, well, how much did you know? Well, here's the thing. I, I, I feel like if she was going to divorce him, she would have done it in 2020. Right. When. When everything came out initially. originally started. Mm-hmm. It, um, but this is so much worse. Oh, it's no, just but so much worse. How much, but... if she didn't know, I mean, I know they've been separated a long time, but. I mean, at a certain point, if you're involved with somebody, rumors fly. Oh, yeah. No. And the thing with, with knowing, that brings up. So, how many people in the corporate level at WWE knew? Yeah, you know, who I'm else not, is involved? I don't really want to speculate on names, but. I mean, this is the do... documents of who was on the island. Like, There's rumors that. TKO, or rather Endeavor, is looking to clean house from this. Yes, I saw that earlier. Let me, I'll just float this question out in the air. Why did Kevin Dunn quit? Yeah. It's like, oh, he's being mistreated because (laughs) Vince is on the outs, or is it because he knew this was coming? It's because he knew. The other thing that I think about there is one of his statements when he quit was he didn't like the way it was run without Vince. that can take on a whole bunch more dark connotations now, can't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it would not surprise me if over the next couple of months we see Endeavor and TKO just bringing the hammer down on these people at WWE that have been there for you know, 15, 20 years. I mean, yeah, you can see this as an op- this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity for WWE to say, we are going to support our people. This mm-hmm. is an opportunity for them to to not to to create a women's division that is actually, you know, like good fighters and not just women who are shoving their butts in things. Well, you know, I mean, like this is this but this is an opportunity for the company to move to the future and out of the 80s and 90s. I mean, I know they've gotten better. Don't get they me wrong. They've I get gotten it. a lot better. I get it. I understand. They've gotten a lot better. They've gotten better just since I started dating Michael and I started watching wrestling because I was like, <laughs> oh, well, I guess I should watch wrestling now. Um, you know, yeah. This is this, But this is really an opportunity for them to move to the future. So uh, we just uh, – we're watching the Rumble, and you won't hear this until uh, after, I'm- but – Jordan Grace just showed up in the Rumble. Yeah. With the belt. With the belt. So that's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, look, uh, y'all. I, I don't want to sound like we're wrapping this up, but I think we've talked about... Well, not. I don't want to sound like we're speeding through well, all this. Well, we can this. always come back after. But, you know, and, well, well, I think we've talked about everything as far as much, we knowingly can. Yeah, we pretty I, much I talked love about y'all, what we have. And I love y'all's podcast. I don't really want to talk about this anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I really... It, it's... This is extremely difficult and upsetting, and we don't know enough to be able to discuss it. Let me go a little further. Mm -hmm. The death of the territories, the steroid trials, Nancy Argentino, Hmm. Um, Ashley Massano, Ashley Massaro, Mm -hmm. Massaro, um, the accusations of of effectively uh I, I hate to say it this way so let me try to the but the accusations of rape of young men by management in mm-hmm. the 80s yep again allegations but again at some point in time this had to catch up to him yeah i mean it's it is one of those believe people when they tell you who they are 
yeah. moments. So. That's re- a really good way of putting that, Holden. Hey. I guess we're going to go ahead and call it here. So when we know more about this, what all's going on, we will absolutely be doing updates. Um, you know, because, I mean, this is a huge part of wrestling. So what I will say is I'm going to turn it to Jay. Please plug the Travelers for us, sir. <laughs> Travelers on the Omnibus is a field trip through nerd and pop culture uh, where we go through a pop, nerd, and just uh, fan culture in general. It's very eclectic. Uh, we're always uh, going to different topics. Uh, last week, uh, we were talking about a brief non-sequential history of co-op and video games. Uh, that one will be out, I think, by the time this one hits uh, the Internet. Uh, right after that, we're going to be uh, doing our tips and tricks. It'll have a more professional name by the time, or title by the time we get out there, but tips and tricks on a better world and character building in tabletop RPGs. And uh, so, yeah, but that is available on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, soon to be YouTube Music in the summer, and Amazon. Very awesome. fun to listen to. Thank God. <laughs> if you, you know, if you like the Travelers on the Omnibus podcast, one of the Travelers has his own podcast uh, available exclusively on Spotify. Hang on. Fearology. Fearology. And that is Jody from the Travelers who does that. It is kind of his relationship with the horror genre as well as he does some experimental music. It's a it's an interesting podcast to listen to. Should definitely give it a shot. I highly recommend his concept album that he released through Fearology, Seven Friendly Sins by the Digital Devil, which is Jody. Yeah. Um, we also got Silence Your Cell Phones, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin and Jarrett doing uh, the movie thing, uh, where they talk about new movies, Netflix stuff, all that kind of great, great things. Um, Another one I listen to and regularly. They are on, they are on yeah. your, your favorite podcast uh, uh, app and on YouTube. Uh, I will also say... That you know, now that we got our digital plugs out of the way, uh, I want to I want to shout a new person out this week. Okay, so we got a friend. His name's Kyle, and uh, Kyle does a barbecue truck on, on the weekends. Right? Mixed up kitchen. Mm-hmm. He can be found on Facebook. You should go follow him. Very yummy. And then find out where he's going to be. And go give him your monies yeah. for give barbecue. Give him all of the monies. Yeah, and also in, in that same vein, I'm going to shout out a friend of mine, a uh, long-term friend of mine, who uh, is doing food usually every Friday night, The Bearded Chef on Facebook. Catered our wedding. He catered Delicious. our wedding. Some of the best food I've ever ate. So please um, check both them out, Mixed Up Kitchen, M-I-C-K apostrophe S, mm-hmm. Kitchen, and The Bearded Chef out of Ocean Springs, Mississippi. And with all of that well, said... We forgot did you say dog. Jacob's wait, name? Wait, we wait. gotta get Big Dog. Yeah, we get, And also, Caitlin plugs science. Science! <laughs> okay, there That's you go. Believe it. And then Big Dog Liquor. <laughs> of course, um, Big Dog Liquor. Big oh, Dog <laughs> is where we normally get our liquor for the shows. Thank uh, you. Please go over there, see Brad, tell him we sent you. Uh, if you're military or you're a senior, you can get some discounts. Uh, Show them that card. Show them that card. You can get discounts on cases of wine. So go over there. Give them a shout. Give them something good. And uh, I guess we will say cheers. 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 cheers.